Welcome to People of Hope, a conversation on finding joy in all things with the pastoral staff of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center in Atlanta, Georgia. This short-form episode shares only the introductory remarks for our topic this week. For the full conversation, check this podcast feed or visit ignatiushouse.org slash peopleofhope. Let's begin. Participating in our conversation is Kay Satterfield, our group sales manager and retreat director, as well as Sarah Otto, retreat director, and also my wife, who is in another room. All of us here are parents, and so that's going to be our topic, finding joy in parenting. Sarah's going to lead off with a prayer, and then we'll all offer uh, some of our own thoughts. Sarah? Thanks, Andy. Let's take a moment to remind ourselves that no matter how distant we may be feeling from others these days, God is ever present, ever near. God of life and love, you entrust us with the tremendous gift of co-creating with you as parents. Help us to always see the image of you in each of our children. Nurture the child within each one of us so that we can find wonder and joy in our calling. Comfort us when we feel overwhelmed and exhausted. Like a child rests in its mother's arms, help us to always find rest in you. Amen. So again, my name is Sarah Otto and I am a mom of two little kiddos, Eva who is three and Oscar who is nine months. And as I prepared for this evening, it was experiences with Eva that largely came to mind, not because I love her any more than Oscar, um, but I think my joy with Eva is so poignant these days because she's also my greatest source of frustration, um, which is such a, a reminder for me that joy can intermingle with other emotions and that parenthood provides such emotional extremes within the span of one day or within the span of 10 minutes. Um, I'm grateful to have a spiritual life that allows me to process all of those emotions at the end of the day through things like the examine, and especially grateful for the kids' bedtime when things are actually quiet to do so. Um, Sleeping children definitely bring me joy. But one of the primary sources of my joy as a parent right now is something that I had to actually grieve fairly recently, and that is the reality that Eva is completely different than I imagined she would be. And I knew that would happen, but I thought that that would come much later, perhaps what she chose to do as a career or who she fell in love with. I didn't realize it would come so soon. She's three years old, for goodness sake. But when I was pregnant with her, I always imagined that she would be the little girl that I supposedly was, very quiet and shy, super obedient, super tied to my mama. And about as polar opposite um, of that as you can get. She is loud, she is brave, she can be quite defiant, and she already sounds like a teenager when she says to me, give me some space, mom. She is not who I imagined she would be, and so it's really challenged me to accept the reality that I don't know who she is. She's her own unique individual, and I may be responsible for helping her to form her into a kind, loving person, 
but I'm also given the joy to just watch and discover who she is and how that will continually unfold. And so she constantly surprises me. And rather than seeing that with fear, I am trying to see that with more joy. And I was sharing that with my spiritual director recently, and she asked me, and what does that teach you about God too? And undoubtedly, it reminds me that God is a God of surprises too, and that my expectations of God um, can and should be um, challenged as well. The other thing I'm very aware of these days, particularly since the shelter-in-place reality could feel so suffocating with small children, is that Eva helps me break up the monotony of life and just celebrate more. And I truly believe that celebration is at the heart of our faith. God invites us to come to the feast. Just think of the father who prepares the feast when the prodigal son returns. Eva, of course, loves any holiday that might allow us to bake cookies or cupcakes. And so she delights for days in advance when we tell her that some special day is approaching. And she's already said she wants to make lots of cupcakes and fill our entire house with different colored balloons for Mother's Day. But Eva is not an actual holiday. Eva finds some way to commemorate each day. She is obsessed with birthdays, and so there is a constant rotation of birthdays among her stuffed animal friends. And the first thing she says when one of us walk in in the morning is, today is Rabbit's birthday. And I love that she wakes up with that joy, that each day for her brings something to delight and celebrate in. God longs for our joy. And as a parent, that's such a great reminder because there's so much shame and expectation we can place on ourselves. But God, at the end of the day, just longs for us and children to be joyful. So those are the places that I have found sources of joy. Um, I'll pass it off to my hubs, Andy. And in Eva's world, today was both Valentine's Day and her dad's birthday. So happy birthday, Andy. Thank you. I've had many birthdays for <laughs> the last several weeks. Um, and like Sarah, my joy in parenting comes from my children's joy. Um, this time of isolation has been an opportunity to see that even more on display. And while spending hours upon hours with my children and each day feeling so repetitive, when I sit back and reflect on the day, I'm, I'm really touched by the gift that parenting can be. You know, children see this world as naturally wondrous and magical. Um, children, when they come into this world, are nothing but themselves. So it's normal and natural for them to cultivate their own joy and to see the goodness in creation. But like most adults, I can find myself uh, quashing that natural joy. And to be frank, each day in quarantine has begin, begun to feel a bit like the movie Groundhog Day. Um, as uh, kind of alluding to what Sarah was saying, each, each morning Eva's clock turns green when it's time to get up and we hear on her monitor, it's green, it's green. And I roll out of bed. And the moment I walk in her room, she's either telling me it's someone's birthday or someone's sick every day. And lately she's gotten into pretending she's sick by saying, achoo, it's annoying and it's getting to me. Um, but you know, our children don't really 
certainly at their age, um, uh, eight, you know, nine months and a three-year-old, don't know what's going on, really. They're just having fun and probably pretty stoked that they get to play with their parents all day. I said to Sarah the other day that we are doing our best to set boundaries for our children so they can have the freedom to play and to just be. And for me, the big theme I see of childhood is freedom. Spiritual teacher um, Mirabai Starr writes, when you were a child, you knew yourself to be co-creator of the universe, but little by little, you forgot who you were. When you were a child, everything was about color. Now you pick black as your automatic font color because that is the coin of the realm. When you were a child, you traveled from place to place by dancing, and now you cultivate stillness, which is great, but you are forgetting how to move to the music of your soul. You can hardly even hear that inner music over the clamor of all your obligations. Children remind us what we've forgotten, the joy of life, and they reveal to us so much goodness about the world. So that is where I find my joy as a parent. And when I find myself resisting or being annoyed, I find it's an invitation for me to step back and to ask myself, is my child trying to annoy me? Are they consciously trying to push my buttons? Sometimes they are, but more often than not, they're just living out their own lives of joy and for one reason or another, I want to stop it. And I'm trying to maintain control. So I've got to reorient and let go of certain grown-up expectations that are inhibiting their joy and their being themselves. Why do you think Jesus was calling us to be childlike? Now, I spend most of my time at St. Thomas More Church in Decatur, most of my work time, and there's a playground behind the church that Eva loves to play at each Sunday after Mass. But one day, Eva asked me if I ever use the playground when I go to work. And I thought, you know, this simple and adorable question reminds me that I ought to be sure to take a break, even to have fun at work. It's easy for me to get caught up with the things that don't cultivate my joy. And as a result, I can unconsciously be try trying to take away the joy of my children. And with all of this daily playtime with my kids lately, I've found great joy and have had fun just building blocks or pouring rice. And the kids don't need to be around for me to do it. Sometimes adults need permission to choose joy. Maria Montessori said, if help and salvation are to come, they can only come from the children, for the children are the makers of men. Children's natural attunement to joy says to me that they're attuned with God. I'll turn it over uh, to Kay, whose children are a little bit older. Okay. Andy and Sarah have beautifully reflected on how they are, their young children are teaching them about joy and how, it, how to savor it as gift. And I know it can be exhausting uh, to be a parent of young children, but they are, they're doing it so well, in my opinion. 
I'm on the other end of the parenting spectrum, as Andy alluded, as I have four children now in their mid-20s and entering their 30s. I survived raising them as teenagers, so you can do it too. I love being a mom. It has been the most challenging and the most rewarding work of love I will ever do. I do find it a real joy to watch my daughter and my three sons come into their own as they grow into their adulthood. I have walked with them and witnessed over the years as they overcame obstacles and struggles, working out who they hope and dream of becoming. I've watched them grow up, and in the process, we have learned from each other. They have taught me too. My role now as parent is hopefully more mentor who listens and is a sounding board and cheerleader. I do try to bite my tongue, sometimes successfully, to allow them the freedom to choose their own decisions that is unique to each of them. One of my places of deep joy is just being with my children around the dinner table as we were having a meal together, sharing in our day, our struggles, along with our hopes and dreams for the future. It is where we learn from each other. In the gospel stories during the Easter season, Jesus appears to them in the breaking of the bread. We attribute these stories to the celebration of the Eucharist. But we can also view it from the perspective of the importance of our domestic church and how Jesus is in the midst of our love for each other. Since three of my children are living in different places all over the country, we've recently become creative in how we share our family time together. We started doing it virtually. About three weeks ago, we started having a Sunday happy hour via Zoom to check in with everyone. It's a new tradition and it allows us to connect, to encourage, and just to have some fun. The current stay-at-home situation due to the coronavirus has created a need for greater connectedness with each other and brought us closer together to support one another as a family. As someone who practices Ignatian spirituality, I see it as Jesus in the midst of our domestic church, and there's grace in it. How can your family time together, whether mealtime or evening walk or, or um, Zoom time or game night or playing with blocks, be where you are the body of Christ for each other? How can you create the space for listening where you can learn from each other? And finally, how can you savor the moments of joy with your children as graced gift? Thanks for listening. Learn more about Ignatius House by visiting us at ignatiushouse.org or following us on social media. And be sure to subscribe to this wherever you listen to podcasts. May the blessing of God be with you always.